EB says it starts with me. Logan Thomas is back for a full practice. We've got a special B-Rob film session that you are not going to want to miss. All today on your Daily Commanders update for 28 September. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your Daily Commanders update here on Thursday, 28 September on Ref the District, a proud member of the Believe Network. I am the stoner. We've got some really good stuff to talk to you about today. You do not want to miss the end of this because we're going to have this really cool B-Rob film session. We've talked a lot about runs versus passes. It's the kind of the, the topic du jour around Commander's Land. It's not going to be a long one. It's just going to be real quick on the 10 rushes he had, why they were effective, and why they stopped going to him as well. So we'll get to that at the end of the show. But we've got some uh, some stuff to look at today from practice and some other things, some injuries and things like that. Press conference today. Oh, don't forget, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Appreciate all of you, and we'd love to hear your comments, so make sure you add them in there. But the press conference they had today, which was uh, both Jack Del Rio and Eric Bieniemy spoke, and one of the first things that uh, Bieniemy said when he got there is he says, we're growing as a team. We're discovering who we are. We're two and one. The sky hasn't fallen. The sun is still coming up. We have an opportunity to fix it. And it starts with me. And that's from our buddy John Kime there, uh, beat reporter. Um, and he had that from uh, B enemy at his press conference today. That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. I know a lot of coaches say it, but when Eric B enemy says it and he gets in that pro- press conference and he says it starts with me, you believe him. You believe that he's taking full accountability on the struggle in the one game against Buffalo. They did not struggle against Denver. Say what you want about Denver's defense. We all understand that. But they did struggle, obviously, mightily against Buffalo. And he's saying it starts with me. That's big. That's accountability. And then we also have this press conference quote that I want to play for you on what exactly he said. My job is to make sure that we're doing everything, all right, to help us to drag our ass across the finish line. Obviously, I ain't do a great job, whether we threw the ball, whether we ran it. Okay. Obviously we didn't do enough. So my job is to make sure that, Hey, you know what? That doesn't happen again. My job is to clean up the shit and we continue moving forward. He got, uh, he got right into it there and, and he's right. It is his job to clean it up. He's ultimately responsible for the success of the offense. I understand Ron is the head coach and he's really, really responsible, but it's Eric Bieniemy's job to make sure that this offense is working properly and that Sam Howell is uh, is put in the best position to help this offense succeed, which, of course, helps the team succeed. So it's good to hear Eric Bieniemy say that. Um, he, he's taken full accountability. I was a little bit surprised. One thing he said in the press conference today is he didn't realize that Sam Howell's been sacked 19 times. He was not aware of that number. I'm sure he knew it was a lot, but he didn't know it was 19. And I'm surprised that he didn't know that exact number. But... Uh, but he is taking responsibility, and we all certainly appreciate that he's doing that um, because that's really what we want. We want our players to be accountable for their play on the field. We want our coaches to be accountable for how they're coaching on the field. And and when you step up and you say, I, I've got to fix it and I'm going to fix it, let's make it happen. So that was uh, a little bit of Enemy's press conference today. 
so let's move on to the um, to the next thing. This is Jack Del Rio on the Eagles push shove sneak. See, uh, he said, "I'd like to see it eliminated, not just because they run it better than anybody, although they do. I don't think it's a football play. It's a nice rugby play, but until it's outlawed, we'll do our best to stop it." Look, you're not going to stop it. Washington's not going to stop it. Nobody's going to stop it. Nobody's been able to stop it. So you can try. And then as Del Rio said, look, it's allowed. So you're just going to have to figure out how to stop it until it's not allowed anymore. I don't even think it should be allowed. It's within all the rules of football. So figure out a way to stop it. Hopefully Washington is not in that position to where they have to Stand up against Jalen Hurts and the brotherly shove, as somebody uh, aptly named it. I really love, uh, really love that name. Okay, let's move on to the injury reports here. Here's the injury injury report for Washington today. It's on the left hand side over there. Uh, Percy Butler was limited with a, a foot injury. That's you know he plays a lot. We talked about it last week when Percy Butler comes out on the field and they're playing three safeties out there. Emmanuel Forbes is the one that comes off the field. If you saw the snap counts, he played 40% of the defensive snaps. Forbes did. And as good as his numbers are, his PFF numbers and all these other places that do stats, he's the guy that comes off the field when Percy Butler comes in. So keep that in mind as Percy Butler is nursing this foot injury. He was limited, uh, but he did practice. Chris Rodriguez Jr. is sick. He did not practice today. I wouldn't be too concerned about that. The big one, of course, is Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas was a full participant in practice today. I'm surprised. I didn't think he was going to be able to go, but if he's practicing in full today on Thursday before the game, I expect him to play now. He's big. It's a big deal. Uh, Sam Howell trusts Logan Thomas. I know we all want this young Cole Turner to step up and take Logan's spot. Logan Thomas is still a darn good tight end. He's not dynamic. He's not great. He is dependable. And he does get open. So uh, good to see that Logan Thomas is back at practice. Uh, Manuel Forbes uh, was a full participant, a little bit of an elbow injury. And St. Juice was a full participant uh, with a little bit of a neck injury. Over on the other side, of course, the injury report for the Eagles, the big ones over there. Uh, of course, Devontae Smith, uh, he was just sick. So that's kind of a big one. But a couple of their safeties uh, did not practice today along with Devontae Smith. But most of the other guys are in limited practice. Guys like uh, Quez Watkins and Landon Dickerson, who did not practice yesterday, were back back at practice today. So uh, that's a little bit of a, a big deal. They're getting healthy. They're not as um, banged up as they were earlier in the week. So they are getting a little bit bit a uh, little bit better. Now, before we get into this uh, film session, I just wanted to throw one more uh, slide up here, which is that the. Um, United States Patent and Trade Office, USPTO, has approved the commander's trademark registration. 20 months later, after it was filed, they finally uh, approved it. So I don't take that for what it is. Commander's is now officially trademarked by the team. I'm sure there's some things that they could not do until they got that trademark or they couldn't stop other people from doing um, so now that they have that trademark, let's, let's continue on. That has nothing to do with the name in terms of changing it, not changing it, whatever. Just a bit of information for you. So this is, uh, so that's basically everything that happened today in, in practice and any news with the team or with the Eagles or anything. Again, the big thing is that, 
Um, EB is stepping up, taking responsibility for the poor performance of the offense this past week. He says it starts with him, and he's going to do everything he can to change it. We're going to get into this B-Rob film session now. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, we're just going to show the 10 runs that he had and break them down each one just a little bit. It's not going to be that long, so stick uh, with us right here, and uh, let's check it out. Okay, so let's check out these runs here by Brian Robinson. Again, it was 10 rushes for 70 yards. We're going to go through uh, all 10 real fast. It's not going to be a long, drawn-out film session, but there's some interesting things within these runs. So the very first play here is the very first play for Washington on offense after Buffalo went down and kicked a field goal to uh, start the game is you've got first down with 925 to go in the first where Buffalo is up. 3-0. So let's watch this play develop. And this is a basically a simple draw play. All right. This is not this is not an RPO. This is a draw from the shotgun. And this is your, your very basic um 12 personnel. You've got running run one running back. I can speak. And you've got two tight ends. You've got uh, Cole Turner here, and you've got Bates over here, and then you've got your Dotson McLaurin on the outside. And the great thing about this play is, as you see, it's a simple draw. Sam stands up as though he's going to possibly look to throw it. And then Cole right here, Cole is coming across this. And look at where the line of scrimmage is basically once B-Rob gets it. The line of scrimmage is all the way down here. They've pushed Sadiq Charles and uh, this over here is Charles Leno have pushed these guys all the way back. And by the time B-Rob gets contacted, he's already three yards down past the line of scrimmage. And then Brian Robinson doing Brian Robinson things, he drags Micah Hyde for four yards. And so you've got a seven-yard gain on first down. First and 10, you get seven yards. Excellent run to start the game. I'm all pumped up. Now, I threw in the second play here, which is actually a pass. I threw it in here because this is the sequence that they went. They went that run. Then Sam did a two-step drop, bang, right into Terry. First down. Beautiful. We saw this, and we're like, all right, we got something going here. Then the next play is, of course, a B-Rob run again. This, again, is first down. Now you've got only one tight end in the game right here and then you've got three receivers and you've got b-rob in the backfield here with sam and this this play is weird to me you bring terry in motion this way bates is going cross this way which is hopefully bringing a linebacker who is keying on john bates here but terry's going this way this fake and that brings the whole defense in this direction this didn't make sense to me because Terry kept going. He didn't become a lead blocker. He was faking an end around. But what that fake is intended to do is to bring the defense in that direction. And then you just go and you run in that same direction. That didn't make sense to me at all. I don't know if this was a botched play in terms of the direction they were going, or maybe B-Rob went the wrong way. I don't get it. I don't know why Terry went in the same direction. And he didn't lead block. It's not like he went over and helped block. But anyway, B-Rob still got the ball. 
he found, he put his foot in the ground. He found a cutback lane and he went right through it and bang again, doing what B Rob does well, which is move that pile forward. And next thing you know, you got a five yard gain in three plays. They went seven yards for a pet for a run from B Rob. Then they went five yards pass to Terry McLaurin five yards run. And then they went down the field and they ended up, um, throwing the first interception on third and 19 later in the drive. Uh, but it started off great. It started off great for B-Rob. So those are two his first two runs so far. Now, this is uh, still in the first quarter. This is Washington's second drive. And on first down, again, you've got uh, three receivers again. Here's Deami Brown, Dotson here, McLaurin up top, or vice versa. I can't always tell who is who. Um, and then you've got Cole Turner right here. And then you've got B-Rob in the backfield. So on this play, you've got uh, Sadiq Charles pulling from his guard position, and then you've got Cole Turner coming in here behind him, and hopefully you should have a hole. And you see this line right here that they've built to block those linemen, and then you've got uh, Charles coming over here to kick out this end, and then you've got uh, Cole Turner coming in to create the hole. And by the time B-Rob gets there, they've already got enough guys here. Sam Cosme's tripping over himself a little bit and falling down, and there's no hole, and he gets stopped basically for a one-yard gain. That was his third carry of the game. So now he's at three carries for 13 yards. Now, they've gotten all the way down here to the goal line uh, by throwing the ball mostly, and now it's third and goal. You're down 10 nothing after Buffalo scored that long pass touchdown. And it's third and goal. And now, again, you've got uh, you've got two tight ends and one back here again. Over here is um, over here's Turner, and over here is Bates. And then you've got Terry McLaurin. And you see it's having the desired effect. It's got their DBs moving and screaming at each other. And then they snap it, and it looks like it's got something going here. And you see Bates coming in to, to create this hole right here. The line of scrimmage is not terrible. It's not terrible at all. And the problem with this one is B-Rob runs right into the back of Bates instead of looking for that hole right there or this hole right here. And he ended up getting bounced back for a one-yard loss. So that one was a little bit on B-Rob. That was his worst run of the day in terms of what he did. Um, but I thought the line actually did okay on that one. If he had popped it over right a little bit, he probably would have scored uh, pretty easily. But he didn't. And, of course, the next play on fourth down, they decide to go for it and incomplete pass to Cole Turner. All right. So now he is at four rushes for 12 yards. Not so great. Now, this play right here, I'm just going to play it. This is the last play before the half. You see it's 16-0 already. There's only 19 seconds left. This is after they kicked off and Washington got it to 25. This is just a run-out-the-clock move, and it's just a um, basically an RPO, but you know he's not going to pass it, and he gets 10 yards out of it. So at halftime, he's at five carries for uh, 22 yards. So not bad, but... Five carries, it's not enough, right? You need more carries. You need more balance, especially when you threw the ball 16 times. All right, so now 
This is the second half. This is the first drive of the second half after um, Antonio Gibson returned the kick only to the uh, 17-yard line. And now you've got four wide. This is in the slot here. I believe that's Cole Turner in the slot. And then your top three receivers, Samuel. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Samuel and Dotson and McLaurin. You've got B-Rob back here. First down, first play. They give it to B-Rob. He's looking on this. Again, it's a draw play. He's looking. He's looking. He sees the hole, and he goes for it. And he gets on through there. And it's not bad blocking again, and it's not a bad play. The blocking is not terrible. You see Cosme out here. He's trying to get to the second level and get to a linebacker. And then you've got Dotson over here giving a block. And Cosme does get his linebackers. And you've got uh, Wiley over here in a block. And then he moves the pile, does what B-Rob does. He moves the pile, and he gets four yards out of it. Not bad. Not bad. You you get four yards every time, you're going to score a touchdown because it's uh, on average. Four yards is perfect. That's exactly what you want. That's why I always say, did he average four yards per carry? Well, that's great. That's kind of what you want your backs to run. Um, so now this is later in the drive. Okay. But it's still the same drive. You're still only down 16 to nothing early in the third. And now you've got, uh, you've got 12 personnel again. You've got, uh, Turner and Bates are in here. They do a lot of two tight end sets, man. They do a lot of it. And then you're one back and then you're two receivers. This is his, um, best run of the day. Right here. This is an awesome run. And if you watch it, let's run it through all the way. This one is does look to be some sort of read option or RPO as you as we'll go back and show. But look at what Brian Robinson does on this run. That's a fantastic run for 24 yards. Let's go back to the beginning. And you see Sam Howell. He's watching this end right here. He's making the decision of whether he's going to hand it off or he's going to keep it because the line is staying right here, so he might even throw it. So it's some sort of RPO or read option action here. He sees the end looking towards Sam. So he says, I'm going to give it to B-Rob. Excellent decision by Sam to give it to him. And you see over here, you see Bates is looking. These guys are looking. If he keeps it, he's got options to throw the ball. You have to do these fast because these linemen are going to start working their way downfield because they don't know if you're going to throw it or you're going to hold it, and you and you don't want to get an ineligible downfield. So he ends up giving it to B-Rob. B-Rob sees that the hole that he's supposed to go through is stacked, and he pops it out, and then he makes a move on this dude. This dude's still looking for his uh, for his ankles. He can't make the play there. You've got good downfield blocking here. And then B-Rob doesn't try to go outside, guys. He goes inside. You've got Cole Turner still lead blocking over here. And then he pops it right through the middle, and he almost breaks that. And look, again, by the time Micah Hyde touches him, he's at the 35-yard line. And by the time B-Rob goes down, he's inside the 30. So it's six yards after he gets hit for the first time. Great run from Brian Robinson. Uh, that was um, his 
24-yard run. And the next play is when Gibson ran it for 13 yards, and then the play after that is when uh, when he threw the um, interception into the end zone. Oh, not yet, not yet. This is the play, and then he throws the interception. So this, is again, is another draw play right up the middle to B-Rob. This is the same drive. He only gets a couple of yards on that. And then, then the next play is when they threw the interception trying to get it to Curtis Samuel in the end zone that Jadavius White unfortunately picked off. Now, still 16 and nothing in the third. He's got eight carries now. It's still 16 and nothing. They're still hanging in there. This is the first play after Fuller intercepts the pass down the left sideline. This is the very first play since then. And this is a little bit of trickeration, if you will, but they fake that end around here to Curtis Samuel. But Curtis Samuel doesn't go running out here to try and bring the defense out. He goes running into block. But B-Rob cuts it in towards the middle, even though maybe it would have been better to go outside. We'll see who knows what that end is going to do there. And then he goes right into the pile. And still, he moves the pile and gains four yards on that. And again, he's running the ball, man. He's running the ball, and he's running the ball. Um, and they just they just get away from it. They just It just drives me crazy. So this, this was a six-yard gain. Sorry, I think I said four yards. This was a six-yard gain. So again, it's only 16 nothing. still 6.22 to go. The very next play, this is the very next play. They give it to B-Rob again. And again, it looks like a draw. And this is where B-Rob kicks it outside. He sees there's nothing there. And he bounces it outside and beats the guys to the outside. Then you got a downfield block over here. And then B-Rob takes it off and he gets excellent yardage, 13 yards. Now, here's the significance of all of this. There's 5.43 to go in the fourth quarter. I mean, in the third quarter. And it's only 16 to nothing. That's the last time Washington ran the ball the entire game. The last time. Not the last time B-Rob ran it. The last time Washington ran it at all. They ran 18 offensive plays after this. All pass plays. They had uh, 11 passes, six sacks, and one offensive interference on a screen uh, that was a successful screen, but it got called back. 18 offensive plays and not one single run. When you're only down 16 to nothing, you've been super successful in the second half. This is what he did in the second half. 28-30, 36-49. He ran the ball um, one, two, three, four, five. Five rushes for 39 yards in the second half. And he got five touches in the second half running the ball. That's where it gets frustrating as a fan to watch this and to say, yo, you got to keep running the ball. Why did you get away from running it? The last time was 543 to go. And they never ran the ball again the rest of the game. That's a little fun film session. I just want to show that with you, uh, why rushing is so important. You see if they throw too much with a young quarterback, you see what happens. Um, you just got to – I'm not poo-pooing on Sam. Sam's got a lot to learn, and he will learn, and he will get better. 
but lean on that running game to help Sam out a little bit. So that'll do it for the uh, film session and for today's DCU. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're not already a subscriber. Tell your friends. We put out content every single day. Tomorrow, Friday, we'll have another Daily Commanders update. Saturday, we'll have a game preview with the Believe in Eagles. Uh, Folks, Mike Gill is going to join us on Saturday for that. Sunday, of course, the live stream. Uh, You come out and watch the game with us online here on our channel. We'll have an instant reaction right after that. Monday, day after Reckoning. Tuesday, Daily Commanders Update. Wednesday, live show, over and over and over and over again. We appreciate all you. Leave comments, what you thought about this video, all of our stuff. We always respond, so we appreciate it. And, of course, until next time, be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.